You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. On your home for the best Ravens coverage. It's time for News from the Nest with Vinny and Haney. Sponsored by Hillside Lawn Service, the experienced lawn care specialists. 105.7 The Fan. John Harbaugh met with the media yesterday, Rabbit Tech coach, talking about his team. Three and one, first place in the North, two and oh in the division, both wins on the road. It's Vinny and Haney, 1057, the Fed, Nolan McGraw, other side of the glass, David Ajabo, second year player out of Michigan, one on IR. John Harbaugh, what's happening with him? No, he's he's still being evaluated. He's got to, there's some decisions that have to be made that he has to make. Um, in terms of uh, how he wants to approach uh, the, the, the injury issues that he has. It just kind of, I think that's still private on his concern. So I would just say that is up in the air, that one, yeah. I don't like that. Injury issues he has. So there's more than one, you know. Um, sounds like he's got to decide if he wants to have surgery to end the season, which I hate for the kid, any young kid, any any kid like that. You know, I mean, Marcus Williams is coming back, so maybe there's some hope, a Jabo, once we find out exactly what it is. But sets him back how far in this stage of his development. Keep in mind, he's a second-round draft pick, too. So then the Ravens are going to have to get into some interesting contract decisions with him yeah. moving forward as well. Yeah, because he'll be going into year three. That's the thing. I mean, you just got to... Let him rehab it, and you know, right now you got, you went out and you got uh, Vanoy and Clowney, you know, kind of help out for for this year. So I mean, you're gonna hope that he can come back strong and better than ever, and we'll see. I hope it's not an ACL, or I'm guessing it's not an ACL, though. Otherwise, he would have been out for the year. So uh, it's just kind of disappointing for him. Other injuries, John Harbaugh to talk about from that Cleveland game. What are they? There really is nothing right now that looks like it's going to be a long, long-term type thing coming out of the game. Uh, some of those MRIs are still getting evaluated, as is Morgan's. Um, so we'll know more Wednesday probably in terms of uh, what guys are able to do at practice. But uh, nothing that's going to impact us for the whole length of the season. It doesn't look like right now. You know what's going to be interesting, Bob, is I'm guessing Stanley's going to be back since he practiced last week and, you know, and he didn't probably want to play against Miles Garrett first game back. <laughs> well, T.J. So, Watt's waiting for you on the other side this week. Well, he, yeah, he's on the other Most of the time lines up on the, the Ravens' right tackle. So, if Stanley's back, then I guess the question is, do you play McCarry at right tackle or do you play Falele at the right tackle? I, I would, you know, uh, because he's going to be going against Watt most of the time. And you're going to have to give him, if it's Falele, you're going to have to give him help because the outside speed, he'll run right around um, Falele. And l- let me just say this. Falele on film, um, he gave up, He had a couple bad plays where they beat him with speed on the outside. Miles Garrett beat him outside, 52 beat him twice around the corner. Other than that, held up pretty good, you know, after watching all the, the tape. 
So, but he's going to struggle against out, against really good outside speed, which they have. He's going to struggle. Now, Marlon Humphrey was not placed on the IR coming out of training camp. Had a foot injury. Hasn't played in the first four weeks. So, John Harbaugh, any status report on your all-pro cornerback? Uh, we didn't give you a timetable on that. Yeah, he's, he's, he's within the range. I mean, you just, you just, there's no, like, goal. Like I've tried to say many times, you can't say a date. You know, it's, he's in the range, you know. So, I'm, I'm hopeful he'll get back this week. I was hopeful he'd get back last week. And if it's not this week, it may probably be next week. He's in the range right now, right in this area right now. So, we'll see what happens, you know. But, like, he's in Owings Mills. Is that the range we're talking about? He's in Maryland. Yeah. The, the only thing I, I would I would say is, you know, if that was kind of the range that he was going to be in, why not put him on IR and, and get the extra guy for those four weeks? You know, I, I don't – I didn't quite get that one. But, you know, we'll see if he pr- – I mean, Bob, he hasn't practiced yet. I mean, I don't even know if he's running on the side field or what he's doing. All all we see is DNP next to his name every all the time. Did not practice, did not practice. So I would think that he'd want to, you know, practice for a week or so before he played in a game. And how effective is he going to be? That's, that's What's the be. rust factor that of the uh, Well, the biggest thing with a corner with his feet is – Pedal plant drive. Video at Haiti 1057 the Fed. By the way, Daryl Worley got hurt. Armor Davis got hurt. We'll get more of a status report, I guess, tomorrow when John Harbaugh meets with the media as the Ravens are back at practice. But the secondary decimated by injuries, and in particular the cornerback position. But Brandon Stevens is coming off one of his better games for yeah, sure. Stevens played good, you know, and Darby played okay, Bob, and Rocky Sin. Did all right, and Mallet did a good job in there on the inside. Uh, Warley had been playing pretty darn good, and Hamilton's playing great. Stones steady and smart back there. So I mean, the guys they got that that play, they're they're developing a lot of depth when they start to get people back. Vinny Haney, one hundred five seven, the fan news from the nest here on this Turn It Up Tuesday. Bob Haney, Vinny Serrano, Ravens three and one. They're two and zero oh on the road. Both wins in the division. What does all this mean, John Harbaugh? No, the message is it's a week to week league. What you think you see last week doesn't really mean anything for this week. Look at last week compared to the week before. So to draw any real conclusions right now, other than you know records, the records are what they are right now. But there's only four weeks in. There's only four chapters been written. And we've got to write Chapter 5. That's all we have to think about right now is writing Chapter 5 for us. And every, whatever anybody else does, doesn't do, is really not, no concern of ours. That's uh, Ernest Hemingway talking yeah. about writing chapters. Harv's is like the scene. best at, you know, keeping task task at hand. Sure. Task at hand and, and keeping proper perspective and, like, losing the indie game, you know. We're not worried about that. We're worried about all we care about is Pittsburgh right now. But he does know that if they beat Pittsburgh, you're sitting three and zero in the division, and you've won three divisional road games, which is pretty damn good. By the way, the point spread, according to Caesar's Sportsbook, I guess with Kenny Pickett possibly now being available, has dropped to three and a half. It was four and a half when we signed on at ten o'clock this morning. Now, Lamar Jackson. Almost 75% completion percentage. Quarterback rating is over 100. And John Harbaugh yesterday was asked about the efficiency and how getting these plays in quicker is helping him in that aspect. 
Well, I think having completions like that against this defense is a heck of a thing, you know, because they're not a defense that's going to give up a high completion percentage generally at all. They're more of a defense that you've got to try to make the completions count against, which, which, which Lamar also did along with the, the receivers. I mean, we're, we're some chunk plays out there that you really have to get against the style of defense and the talent that the Browns have and the way that Coach Schwartz does it, which is great. They, they did get chunk play. I mean, Bob, they, they went into this game, their defense, only giving up 48% completion. So, I mean, people have kind of had a hard time, you know, completing ball. They've got good, they got good pass rushers. they got extremely fast linebackers, and their corners are very good. So, they're, they're not going to give you a bunch. And when you get an opportunity to get one, you got to take it. And to me, that's what the Ravens did. And you have to have to have a quarterback that is on his game. And Lamar was a 142 quarterback rating, which means he was on. Because every pass that he threw was almost perfect. We'll get back to uh, John Harbaugh coming up later in the hour after Ryan Ripken joins us at 1230. Preview the playoffs, which start today. The wild card round, Major League Baseball. Preview a little bit. Orioles and opponent to be uh, determined this weekend. We have time for a call there, Nolan. You make the call on the call. Let's go to Ben and Owings Mills. Ben, you've been holding patiently. Thanks for holding. Happy Turn It Up Tuesday. Hey, how you doing, guys? Hey, um, Ben. Pretty good. I call for another reason, but after hearing the guy from Jersey or the guy that roots for the Green Team, I had to call in. Oh, cute. Uh, yeah, it, it seems like there's always a bunch of excuses and instant but You know, we play Stroud or he was a rookie. That don't count. We, we we played Cincinnati the whole we had a whole bunch of injuries. No one picked us to win and things like that. Still win. And we, we, we played Cleveland, we run for there to run the ball. We ain't supposed to win, still win. Be sure I don't know which one you're watching, but he ain't been that. So he's not, you know, the Sean Watson back in Houston. So that's what it is. But if 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 I go over to the Jets, it's you know, I watched them play, and it's, um, you know, that wasn't Josh Allen. He didn't want to hang 50 on you next time. He played Dallas. It's going to be, they, they, it was a minute against the boys, you know, and then you you lost a Taylor Swift. So, and, and <laughs> last, but, last but not least, you lost to Vinny. They should be in the bottom five. Matt Jones in New England, they are awful. They you are. Lost to them. You lost to them at home. So, Q, I want to hear your excuse on how you lost to Matt Jones at home. He is awful. I think he's colorblind. I don't know if you can see who's on his team. So, that's about it. Just calling about Q. But you guys go ahead and Ravens, keep doing your thing, and let's go O's. You got right. that right. Here's Ben and Owings Mills giving Q a reality check about his team right now through the first four weeks of the regular season. We'll come back. Let's catch some cash. Hopefully at 12-15-ish. A little buy or sell. Ryan Ripken preview the wild card round of the Major League Baseball playoffs with him and talk about the Orioles' chances. Let's put that uh, rotation together against either Tampa or Texas. We'll hear more from John Harbaugh. Got NFL lunch coming up at 1 o'clock as we head into Week 5. MLB schedule coming up. We'll get into that. And then the Feeble Five. Will the uh, Jets be part of it? We gave you the Dirty Dozen earlier today, led by San Francisco, who are the five worst teams in the NFL. We'll talk about that later in the show. 105.7 The Favorite. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. 
With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Are you buying? Great cash, homie. Or are you selling? I'm not going to buy into that crap. Penny and Haney. 1057. That's a lovely Tuesday, Baltimore, Maryland. Going to be in the 80s today. Tons going on in the world of sports this week. Locally and beyond, and we'll get into all of it best we can, given our time permitted. But right now, let's count that cash. Buy or sell? No, something's not good, Bob. The oh. Dow's down 369. The S&P's down 53. NASDAQ is down 207. DraftKings down 81 cents. Under Armour's down 18 cents. It's uh, not good. Two hot jobs day at a moment. Something with the jobs, Mark. While retreat and treasuries get fresh leg, jobs data bolstered the case for the Federal Reserve to keep interest rates elevated. Well, Whatever start, that means uh, sounds bad. <laughs> yeah. I didn't get any of that. Yeah. Uh, let's start here in the NBA. The dust has finally settled on the Damian Lillard trade after Drew Holiday ended up getting flipped over to Boston. And there's a lot of different ways you can look at the deal. Portland with an eye for the future, they saw a large return of players and picks. The Bucks upgraded their Robin to Giannis's Batman. And the Suns, they got deeper. Bill Ryder of CBS Sports called it a win-win-win for all three of the initial teams involved. Throw Boston in there, landing Holiday, Bob, buy or sell. Everyone involved here came out a winner on paper. I'll buy it because even Ishbia was talking up Nurk Alert as an upgrade over Aiton as the center there. I don't know if it's a good thing that the owner's popping off about personnel matters because that's a team that was in the finals not even three years ago. And I think Paul's the only, or excuse me, Devin Booker's the only guy left from that crew. So he has redone the team. But everybody wins. I did notice it interesting, however, that Giannis did not commit to contract extension talk to after the season because he said they dropped an F-bomb in there. You know, you got to keep it classy during media day that obviously he'll get more money next year if he waits to sign than you know doing the extension before the season begins we'll go over to the nfl here a big moment in sunday night's game saw sauce gardner get hit with a holding call in a crucial part of the game uh late in the fourth quarter it negated what would have been an interception for new york 
The Chiefs keep the ball. They kill the rest of the clock in route to a win. But afterwards, Sauce Gardner, obviously not pleased, said, quote, to me personally, that's like when you play basketball one-on-one, you go up to lay up the ball, wait and see if you miss, and then call the foul. Vinny, are you buying or selling his assessment of the penalty call? I'll buy it. I think there's been been a lot of uh, shaky calls. I mean, and we've seen them right here. So I think there's a lot of uh, shaky calls that have been going on recently. Actually, Q was melting down about that earlier, too. Yeah. I would be. Making excuses. And you know, Nolan, I got no problem ripping umps and uh, officials because they do impact the game. Yep. And just look at the Ravens. I mean, they had two impactful plays. Cost them the game. Among many other things. But, <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. The Colts game. Right. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about, yeah. that, that game. But, I mean, it's it still comes down to one play. And if he throws the yellow flag, the odds on Tucker's going to make the kick. If he doesn't throw the yellow flag, you lose. I mean, mm-hmm. with all the stuff that happened, and, and coach speak is going to be like, well, you know, you can't blame the refs because, you know, there's so many other things we could have done. Okay, but we're at that point in the game. At that point in the game, that cost us. Go over to baseball here. Believe it or not, Zach Granke just finished his 20th major league season on Sunday, and he did so in style by picking up his 225th career win. The Royals beat the Yankees in that one. No confirmation from him if this is it for his career, but as he left the field, showing some rare emotion for Zach Granke, celebrating with his teammates, Sort of makes you think maybe this is it for him, but what a career it would be. One Cy Young Award, finished top five another two times, six gold gloves, two ERA titles for him. Buy or sell, Bob. Granke has a case for the Hall of Fame down the road. I'll buy that, that he has a case. Would I put him in Cooperstown? I'm not going to go that far without crunching his numbers. And for him, too, remember, it was full circle. When he came up with Kansas City, threw 98, 99 miles an hour, closed it out as a soft tosser, had anxiety issues. If you recall, when he first came up, he had problems dealing with the media, pitching in front of large crowds. So he kind of reinvented himself and was one of the best pitchers in baseball. But I think if you look at the uh, bigger picture, I think he should be in the conversation for sure. So I'll buy that, Nolan McGraw. I'd like to see him get in just to hear what his speech would be. A guy Probably two minutes. Very few words from him. Thank you. And then walks off the stage. Right. <laughs> we'll close with this one here. Christian McCaffrey needed just one touchdown this past week to break Jerry Rice's consecutive games with a touchdown streak. He ended up getting four touchdowns, a little bit overkill, but they beat Arizona easily in that one. League leader in rushing yards is McCaffrey. League leader in rushing touchdowns. All of that adding up or leading to his teammate Trent Williams saying he should be in the MVP conversation. Uh, We know how hard it is for a non-quarterback to win the award, but Vinny Byersell McCaffrey will get votes when it's all said and done. If he stays healthy for 17 games, I'll buy it because he's going to have production. I mean, he's putting up how many points right now? I mean, he's got four touchdowns. Six on the six on the ground, yeah. more through the air. I mean, he's up there with place kickers in regards to scoring at this point in time. But as Vinny said, if he stays healthy, which has been an issue for yes. him at times, he'll be in the mix for sure. That's how loaded they are offensively, by the way. You didn't even know Debo Samuel played yeah. Sunday. And, and he, then two weeks ago, he had the monster game. Ayuk had the monster game. Purdy's, got, Purdy's looking good. 
He's looking purdy, spending that wealth in San Francisco. And he's got a kittle that we haven't even heard about. Right. Vinny and Haiti, 1057 The Fan. Ryan Ripkin's going to be joining us, our colleague, BaltimoreBaseball.com. Preview the wild card round of MLB, which starts today. We'll look ahead to the Orioles, the opponent that would benefit them the most. And you're putting together that starting rotation. Ryan Ripkin's going to be Brandon Hyde. It's going to be Braddish. It's going to be Grayson. Who gets game three? Because that's going to be on the road. What if you're down 0-2? Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Taking sports to a whole new level. 1057 The Fan. Vinny and Haiti, 1057 The Fan. Turn it up Tuesday. You want to crank up to 12? We got you covered. Send your song request, Plaza for text line, 410 583 1057. Bob Haiti, Vinny Serrato. Playoffs start today. Major League Baseball wild card round. Some interesting matchups. And here to preview that and talk about the Orioles and what a preference would be for them coming up on Saturday in the ALDS. First home game for the Orioles at Oriole Park County Yards postseason since 2014. He's on the WGK Law Guest Hotline. He's our colleague. Baltimore Baseball tonight. He is Ryan Ripken. Ryan, good afternoon. What is up? Uh, you know, not much on this Turned Up Tuesday, except uh, besides the playoff baseball is back. And I'm ready for all the bandwagon uh, playoff fans. And, hey, I'm cool with that. Baseball in October, Bob, is really nothing like it. I'm down with that. But who are you talking to, bandwagon Oriole fans or just bandwagon the playoffs in general? Playoffs in general. I will say this. It's really it's more about that aren't really baseball fans in general. We know We know we have a very passionate fan base in Baltimore, right? So I wasn't by any means – saying that i just know i have friends that maybe weren't even the biggest baseball fans but they are obsessed with playoff baseball and rightfully so now i'll rag on some front-running oriole fans but there's plenty of room at a room at the end <laughs> enjoy it after all the years of uh being less than stellar and we'll start with the wild card rounds here and a lot of games on tv starting at three o'clock abc rangers at rays and and with all due respect to your favorite talk shows that permeate daytime television there's no shortage of uh playoff baseball to talk about we'll start with the american league series and obviously the one that's going to affect the orioles texas tampa rays outstanding at home rangers below 500 on the road it's montgomery it's glasnow it's best of three all three games if necessary in the venue of the team with the higher seed so how does this one play out who are the orioles are going to be facing on saturday time to be determined here ryan ripkin yeah, you know, I still lean towards Tampa Bay. You brought up how good Tampa is at home. And Tampa, there's a reason why they won that many games. But it's going to be a challenging series, right? Because Texas has one of the best lineups in all of baseball. And so the matchup's going to be is how can this Tampa Bay Rays uh, pitching staff be able to counter their this offense? And on the other side, can the Rangers pitching staff, with since Jacob DeGrom went down, they have some very solid arms. And Jordan Montgomery, who is the starter today for Texas, has been really efficient, especially over the last month of the season. So should be fun, but I still lean Tampa to win this series. 
Uh, I know probably Orioles fans don't want to see them, but but to me, Tampa is still one of the most dangerous teams uh, in this field. And uh, to follow that up, and we were talking earlier with Scott Miller from MLB Network Radio, the <laughs> fact that they're familiar with one another, if Tampa or Baltimore advantage any team, I mean, short series, I mean, I think all trends are out the window here, I would assume, at this stage. Yeah, all, all trends are out, and, and quite frankly, if Orioles fans are stressing about that four-game series in Baltimore, you can take that to a to a hundred. You know, on a scale of one to ten, it's going to be at a hundred with the intensity because they really are so similar. You know, it's two teams that continue to battle back. They battle adversity. They don't care what the other uh, outside noise is, and they're going to continue to give you their best shot. In that four-game series in Baltimore, you saw a little bit of everything. You saw the Rays take it to the O's, the O's take it to the Rays, and then two of those games were down to who can execute late. One of those games, the Rays won, and the other, the Orioles did, that that closed out the series and, and clinched the, the playoff spot. So I think that that's what we're, in, what we're going to be in store for. And you're right, regardless of, of everything else, that's just going to be two, two teams that would be going at it once again. Now you get to the other series in the AL anyway, Ryan Toronto taking on Minnesota. We tend to dismiss the Twins probably unfairly, but they've got one of the best pitching staffs in baseball, second lowest starter ERA throughout the season. Are we under, they are the home team, by the way, in this series against Toronto. Are we underestimating Minnesota? I know they haven't won a playoff game in years and years and years. Hey, Toronto was uh, two and done last year against Seattle. Are the Twinkies a team that maybe we should give a little bit more respect to here? I mean, absolutely. They've been playing some really good baseball, if you actually think about it, after the All-Star break. And, and quite frankly, here's the reality. If you're in the playoffs, you're in the dance, you got as good as chance as anybody. And, and for these two teams, actually, you brought up Minnesota's pitching staff. I mean, Toronto's, Toronto's fourth in the league in ERA. Minnesota's right behind, them, right behind them at fifth. So both these teams have done a tremendous job. Now, we know the Orioles fans, everyone has a different perception because of how well the Orioles have played the Blue Jays. But, but all bets are off in the playoffs, and these, this is going to be an interesting series for, for both these teams. And, and I wouldn't be surprised if either of them went on a run because usually it's your pitching in the postseason that's going to take you to the next level and hopefully get to a World Series. Ryan Ripken joining us, video and Haiti, 105.7 The Fan, talking about the wild card round of Major League Baseball, which starts today. National League, Diamondbacks, Brewers, Marlins, Phillies. If there's an upset, where is it in those two? You know, I think if there would be an upset, I would have to think it would be with Arizona. I, I just like Philly too much at home. You know, I think just the, their energy, that would be a big shock to me if the Marlins went in there. Now, I will say, another divisional game, so anything is possible uh, for the Marlins to go out there. But I just think Philly will have too much momentum. But I, yeah, I think Arizona could pull something off, but don't, don't sleep on Milwaukee. Uh, Milwaukee's a team that maybe it's just the centrals in general, right? Just don't get a lot of credit. They got a lot of good pieces. Um, so it'll just be intrigued. Now, now I'm thinking about this. I'm staring at this now for a long time here. Not you thinking this, 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 now you got me thinking because divisional games, you got to throw out the window. Wasn't it last year that the Phillies weren't supposed to beat the Braves, right? Correct. And they go into Atlanta and win that series. So Miami, you never know. Uh, it really just takes one great pitching outing to put pressure on an, uh, an opposing team. So um, I guess we're going to find out. 
All right, you mentioned pitching. For the Orioles, we're assuming Bradish game one Saturday, and then uh, Grayson game two Sunday. Again, assuming because Brandon Hyde hadn't said anything yet. Game three, it's going to be on the rub. Say the Orioles are up against it. Who gets the ball? And are we still going to do a kind of a closer by committee thing here in high leverage situations? Yeah, you know, going on the road will be intriguing because the, the – the idea is going to be, do you go with a more veteran savvy, like a Kyle Gibson, you know, is, is, is a John means thrown to the equation. Let's just say, you know, everything kind of plays out. I'd say it was Kyle and Grayson for games one and two, right. Hypothetically all this, right. Um, that's where they're going to have to make a decision. Having said that though, and we've talked about this before, any starter gets in trouble, all, the gloves are off, you know, it's going to be pitched a different game. And then that transitions it into the, your question about a closer, well, Cano's going to get the most opportunities. I think that that's safe to say. But, yes, it's going to be a committee, and the Orioles are going to play matchups because, quite frankly, not having Felix Batista there, that's the one guy no matter what. And Cano has shown some great moments, but he hasn't been as consistent in that type of role. So I think the Orioles will play that committee approach. Cano will still get a lot of those opportunities in tight situations. It may just not come in the ninth inning per se. You know what's going to be interesting, Ryan, is is like who Hyder goes with. The people that he trusts, that's who he's going with in the high-leverage situation, both hitting and pitching. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, this, I, I tell people this all the time. It's funny bringing it up with, with Fujinami. And, and, I, and I, I joke to people, it's like, hey, I love his talent, but if Hyde doesn't feel like he, he can be in that moment, he's not going to pitch him. And we're going to find out who he's going to, to throw in there pitching-wise. And I think we're going to see more of trends on the pitching side with certain guys he trusts. Now, hitting is a whole different ball game just because the Orioles the entire season, I feel like there's been so many players that have been ready to, to step up and pinch hit. I can't remember a time in a regular season where there were so many pinch hit opportunities for players. And so I think, at least on that side, the Orioles – uh, bench players that come in off the off the bench to come up in a big spot. I think they're going to be a little bit more prepared, just given how many times they've done that so far this season. Ryan, I would I would bet no matter righty lefty whatever whoever's pitching that Gunnar Rutschman won two. Yeah, you know what? I think you want your two best hitters at the top of the order, and you want be, a couple reasons. One, because they get on base at a high rate, but two. You want to give your best guys one more chance, especially in the postseason, right? And, and that's the part of when you turn the lineup over. That's why the Yankees, you know, would have Aaron Judge lead off for a lot of the time because they they wanted to give him an extra chance if something were to happen. So I think it's set in stone there. Um, and then whatever they do decide to do, you know, five through nine, I think you're still going to see Anthony Santander right there, Ryan O'Hearn. Uh, you know, the, the normal names, but yeah, I mean, there's no reason to, to, to change a good thing, right, with Gunner and Adley up top. Ryan Ripken, our colleague, Baltimore Baseball Tonight, joins us every Tuesday. Baltimore Baseball Tonight, the playoff versions will start this weekend as the Orioles take on opponent to be determined. Ryan, always appreciate the time. Have fun today. It's like Merry Christmas for you. I hope you get an Xbox watching the games over the next couple of days. I appreciate it. Well, I'm going to have, I got three screens going, so I'll be, I'll be excited. So, uh, very Haney like approach. 
Yep, exactly. <laughs> All right, guys, you have a great Tuesday. <laughs> Later. Ryan Ripken is video at 8105.7 The Fed. We'll come back, reset the program for you. Get John Harbaugh coming your way. We got NFL lunch, top of the hour. There was a game last night. If you missed it, we talked about it earlier. It was one-sided, <laughs> but a game nonetheless. We'll look at today's busy MLB wildcard schedule. And then the Feeble Five, who are the five worst teams in the National Football League. We'll talk about that coming up around 1.30 here on this Turn It Up Tuesday. One day trades. Three cents a share. That's three dollars. You cheap. And one plays scratch offs. When we go to gamble, we go to lose. If they still work here, you can bet they're in the win. Vinny and Haney on 105.7 The Fan. Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan. Turn it up Tuesday. Cranking it up to 12. It's Billy Joel, right? He's going to be a prominent part of our weekend as he and Stevie Nicks at M&T Bank Stadium on Saturday. I mean, I'm not Columbo, but trying to connect dots. I'm guessing the Orioles play at 1. Yeah. Right? Concert starts at what, 7? Seven? 7, because you got to clean out the BC parking. Because if they're at M&T, at least 50 grand. It could be 70 for all I know. Yeah, I don't know. So you're going to have a sold out forty thousand plus at Camden Yards, then another all right seventy for uh, Billy Joel. Yeah, I'm guessing one o'clock. The Ghost Runners gone in the playoffs. There's none of that nonsense. But still, pace of play is the same. So two and a half hours, right? Three thirty ends, hypothetically, unless it's an eighteen inning game. It would be fitting that one. <laughs> um. So you clean everybody out, man, getting in and out of, what's that? Russell Street's going to be a pain in the ass. Then getting everybody in. Now, concerts, Bob, you've been to con- Do they tailgate before concerts? Uh, I have never tailgate. Well, I was at Heavy Metal Parking Lot, 1986. They made a movie about that. Capitol Center, Dockett and Judas Priest. That's the only time. And then most of them, I go to Hammer Jacks, and you're drinking before the show starts anyway. <clears throat> tailgating if you will now if you're tailgating for stevie nicks and billy joel you're a fan you're a fan you're a big fan like nolan with ye or yay whatever the hell his name is yay right oh we tailgate for that he for would? sure yay? yeah big time i'm guessing it'll be an older crowd at uh, that concert i'm thinking uh billy joel and uh stevie nicks might be the youngest people at that show but the point is logistically it's going to be rough and then Sunday, I'm guessing, the games are in Baltimore. I don't think the opponent should matter, right? Because you already know the time zones that you're in. I mean, unless you don't want to... Well, you're going to play during the day on Saturday. Right. I don't think it matters Sunday. I guess you keep it consistent. Probably same start time. I mean, yeah. why would you go from a 1 p.m. on Saturday to 8 p.m. on Sunday? The only thing is, for Sunday, it's only two games. There's four Saturdays. So the American League plays Sunday, so you go to 3 to the prime time at night. And I'm guessing the Orioles would be the early game and Houston would be the later game. That makes sense. Yeah. Like the Braves, what, Saturday? The Braves would probably be your what? Saturday night game. Yeah. Or the Dodgers because it's out west. There you go. True. There are people way smarter than me going to have to figure this stuff out. But Orioles are playing Saturday, Sunday. That's all that matters. Got NFL lunch coming up top of the hour. Let's get back to John Harbaugh. Tease it a little bit. Talking about the offense and, you know, 
four for four in the red zone last week, but not a lot of deep shots on the year. What does all of this mean, John Harbaugh? No, it's not because guys are out in terms of whether we've thrown short or deep or whatever. I think we're running the same routes we would have anyway. But uh, it, it's probably, you know, just it's, it's a function of uh, the offense and where we want to go with it and what the defense has given us. So both of those two things, you know, it's we want to throw the ball downfield. We've had some success doing it. Uh, it's really a big part of what we want to do. I mean, if we can if we can beat people downfield, double moves, straight up deep routes, play action, you know, shots. Those are those are massive, massive plays that showed up in the game, even 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 extended plays like you saw when the Marsh scrambled out to the right, hit Zay coming across the field. I mean, that's that's part of your deep passing game. Well, and just watching the tape, Bob, Aguilar ran a double move, um, and then so did Zay ran a double move. They didn't have time. I mean, there was not a lot of time to be had by Lamar. That, that's the thing, and it takes some time to get deep. There wasn't that kind of time. The only, you know, I mean, Lamar probably had seven seconds when Zay, Zay was on the left side of the field, went all the way across you know, to the other side on scramble drill, basically. And Lamar's one that bought that time. So, yeah, in that type of game against Cleveland, I would have thought very little deep throws in that one just because, like I said, you're not going to have time. You know, I mean, there was a, it was a hell of a throw with the, the wheel route, you know, with the running back up the sidelines. That was a, that oh, was a nice shot there, yeah. too. So, yeah, they, they had – their shots, but yeah, you got to look at the defense too, and the kind of time that you're going to have. There wasn't any, especially like on. Th- and Bob, how many times? I mean, if you're going to take a deep shot, a lot of times, got to take it on first down. And um, if you're third and long, you definitely not going to have time. Now, Lamar Jackson, we talked about him yesterday, today, completing seventy four point three percent of his passes, which is incredible. Will it sustain itself? Probably not. Can he stay in that 68 sort of range? That'd be great. But here's John Harbaugh talking about the early completion rate success for Lamar Jackson. I'll say what I've always said. You know, Lamar's an accurate quarterback. I mean, he always has been to my eyes. And I, I'll, just, I'll just take the one throw to Mark for the touchdown in the corner of the end zone. I mean, that's as good a throw as you're ever going to see in a football game from a quarterback. Yeah, his, his completion percentage speaks for itself. It speaks to all the guys. He made a lot of great throws, uh, like the one we just talked about, the wheel route, Bob. You know, that was a hell of a throw. And even the one that was incomplete to Aguilar in the end zone was a great throw. Right. The throw to Duvernay was an awesome, awesome throw. Um, you know, so he didn't have – I don't think he had a bad throw. The only throw that was bad was when he dropped the snap – picked it up, and then just flipped it out to Aguilar, which was kind of low, but he still caught it for four yards. But that was probably his worst throw. But, I mean, he didn't have anything that's like, huh, that wasn't even close. Yeah, the worm burners, the throwing behind yeah. and all of that stuff. Nope. Everything was perfect. I mean, you know, and throwing, you know, cross your body, throwing off balance. I mean, the one to Zay Flowers off balance, and he th- threw a rocket like 50 yards and – you know, the one to Andrews was an awesome. It was a great route by Andrews. And then it was a really nice throw by Lamar. Now, Justice Hill played on Sunday against Cleveland in that 28-3 win. But didn't play a lot. And here's John Harbaugh explaining that scenario. Yeah, I liked it a lot. I mean, just Justice, you know, it was a shame he got the screen call back. You know, what a, what a great play that was. But he came in, showed, showed a burst. You know, I think for him getting out there, it speaks a lot to his kind of courage and character, you know, and... And we did pull him back at the end, you know, just to kind of, you know, be careful with him. 
but uh, it was great to see. He's, he's just played great. I mean, I, just nothing but love for Justice Hill. He's doing a great job. I don't know. I mean, Bobby didn't play. He played seven snaps. He didn't play after halftime. You know, we pulled him back towards the end. You know, I mean, if they considered halftime the end, you know, because I, he was productive. I mean, you could, his speed was different than anybody else for the Ravens. Like when Gordon ran it, it was like, mm, come on, let's go. You know, but when he had it, he had burst, you know, Gordon doesn't get that. The one that he popped out and made the guy miss, you know, when he went to the right, Gordon doesn't do that. And then a couple of the other ones that he popped left and stuff, Gordon doesn't do that either. Or, you know, I don't think Gus Bus does either. I mean, he he brings he brings that dimension that they were lacking against Indy. Now, Keaton Mitchell is eligible to come out this week, and it'll be interesting to see where he fits in. Because with Gordon, they're going to have to start putting him here on the roster because you can't keep doing the old pre- – it's not the Norfolk shuttle. Yeah. Sooner or later, he's going to have to be on the 53 here. Yeah, and I'll be anxious to see, you know, because Mitchell, I'm sure he's been practicing. You know, if he's going to be up, he's been practicing. And, I mean, Bob, everything that we saw all the time, he was a difference maker in camp. So they don't have – and I keep saying he reminds me of Pacheco. That's That's the kind of speed that he has – um, so, uh, can he withstand all the hits and, or is he going to get hurt again? You know, but he can make some plays for him. I know that. Vinny and Haney, 105.7, the fan will come back. Hear more from John Harbaugh. Talk about the team, the injury situation. Matter of fact, he'll talk about Keaton Mitchell and Tyus Bowser, their potential returns. Kenny Pickett has a bone bruise in his knee. Will practice tomorrow for the Steelers. We'll see from there. And as we said, spread when we signed on at 10 o'clock was four and a half. It has dropped a point. I don't know. At this stage, you know, Mitch Trubisky's not exactly Terry Bradshaw, but uh, a healthy him versus a banged up picket. I mean, you're damned if you do. You're damned if you don't, if you're Mike Tomlin. Well, the biggest thing is in Pittsburgh, Bob, he's not changing coordinator, so I'm sure all the fan base is irate. And as soon as they have an incomplete pass or or a three and out, they're going to be booing oh, like crazy. NFL lunch coming up next. You want to join us, you can at 410-583-1057. On this Turn It Up Tuesday, we'll look at the schedule today. Major League Baseball, the wild card round begins at 3 with Tampa hosting Texas. It's best of three. All three games, if necessary, will be played in one venue. Orioles will wait for the winner of that series. Coming up around 1.30, it's the Feeble Five. We gave you the Dirty Dozen. 12 best teams in the NFL through four weeks, led by San Francisco, who are the five worst. Stay tuned to find out. And we'll look at the schedule for Week 5 as well. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 